Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. BGK romps past Anaheim on Sunday, 7-2. Are the Golden Knights returning to their early season form after capturing their third straight win? Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We come to you each and every morning and each and every day from Las Vegas. And we thank you for making us your first listen. And we can be found on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. And we are brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Well, Chris, an eventful No-sweat. That was the Golden Knights game last night. No-sweat. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And a very eventful uh, weekend here in Las Vegas. And now all of the tourists are going home. But VGK leaves us with a big win yesterday. Uh, VGK erupting for five goals in the third period. And that was en route to their third consecutive win post-All-Star break. Uh, Again, there were seven different players that scored those goals in the contest. And uh, Anaheim looking like a team that is Tanksville, right? I mean, even after you take a look at uh, what Gary... Bettman said they're definitely a team that's tanking right now for Connor Bedard. But uh, Jack Eichel scored again. That was really good news. Shea Theodore, he got into the act. Uh, Will Cotter started off the the goal-scoring spree early on. And uh, the 10th player, 10th player for the Vegas Golden Knights to have at least 10 goals. The only two teams that have 10 players with at least 10 goals are VGK and Seattle. So let's start there. Let's talk about the Golden Knights. And was this an impressive performance or are the Anaheim Ducks a team in disarray? A little bit of both. Um, I would say that the VGK did not have that good of a first and second period. Sometimes you play down to the competition, and that's, I think, what happened a little bit there as well. Um Definitely something that I'm comfortable saying right now is this VGK team can turn it on when they want to. I've been saying this now for about the last week and a half since, you know, the all-star break has ended. Phil Kessel is a perfect example. Another goal last night. He got through the dog days of summer, right? That's all we, we, we keep talking about the dog days of the season, right? All the players, you know, that were able to get through healthy are now starting to turn it up. Phil Kessel, perfect example of someone that didn't want to get injured put in their their time, put in the effort when it was needed. And then now that the games are a little more important, you're seeing him a little more noticeable out there every time he's out there. So this is what a lot of the VGK is going to do. I said the first nine games out of the All-Star break were extremely important. Well, games one through three, uh, we're currently winning 17-2 to two right now. Yes, the schedule has been a bit favorable, no doubt about that. But so what? I'd rather you know be, be the these three teams than uh, – go two and one or one and two with the schedule being poor, you know? Yeah. And to me, the turning point. So I was downtown at stadium swim at Circa yesterday, watching the game on the big screen, which was phenomenal. And to me, the biggest play I felt of the game, uh, the turning point 
was Aiden Hill on that stop on the breakaway on Ryan Strom? Did you yeah, agree? no doubt about that. Um, I saw that kind of happening uh, in a slow motion where Zgres got the puck on on our side of the blue line and just waited for a second, made a brilliant pass, and Strom was basically uh, off to the races, and Aiden Hill gets down low. And, you know, if, if that goes in, we have a much different game at that point. So Aiden Hill, while he was kind of quiet, he made the saves he needed to. And I was kind of surprised when we were when I looked up at the stats. I didn't feel that Vegas Golden Knights were out shooting Anaheim by as large of a margin as they did in the first period. I thought Anaheim actually had a decent start. So I thought they threw a lot of pucks around the net and had a lot of opportunities, and we were able to weather that. And then obviously uh, Jack Eichel creates a turnover, creates some havoc, gets uh, gets an assist on uh, what ends up being uh, the Paul Cotter goal after the March so shot. So, again, Jack Eichel, another noticeable game. I mean, there's so much positive to take away from this. And, yeah, we're uh, – we're in a much more relaxing spot than we were coming out of the all-star break. Not sure what was going to happen in Nashville. Yeah. And VGK yesterday, a minus three sixty-five favorite. And after they led, after that first period, they were minus 700. I saw that. I saw you put that out there. At Circa. I was like, oh, I almost took a shot on the, uh, the ducks, but no, they're awful. It was, it was a long time. Back. I actually took a flyer on the puck line. I parlayed that with the chief's money line. Actually go figure. Nice. There you go. Big day for Chris. And uh, VGK was uh, one, five and two heading into the break. And now they're three and oh. And this was the Ducks dad trip, man. You can't spoil the dad trip. That's just awful. Uh, But again, like, what did you see out of this Anaheim team? I felt like they quit later on, obviously, in the game when things were getting a little bit out of hand. But I'll tell you who was really frustrated because they showed a lot of close ups. And that was John Gibson. I mean, so my my son actually asked me, he's like, are the dads going to yell at him now? Because they lost seven to two and thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) So John Gibson, John Gibson, uh, the John Gibson experience, Chris Condos. So my buddy Condos was at the game with us yesterday. We (laughs) couldn't pass up on seeing a John Gibson. So listen, John Gibson is also the gift that keeps on giving all year long, as long as uh, he's going to be in the central. This is a typical Gibson game. First two periods, keeps VGK to two goals and then lets up a five spot in the third period. And it's not all on John Gibson. He's a fine goalie, but he's on a terrible team in a terrible situation. And this is also the person that you know people in VGK land were talking about wanting to acquire. So let's just uh, pump the brakes a little bit on that, you know, back in the offseason. And even when LT went down, there was more John Gibson shatter. And um, maybe that was part of the motivation they had to put that to bed. Yeah, and uh, we'll carry it. Let's talk about his game yesterday. Seven shots on goal. Seven shots on goal. That's exactly what I saw, too. And seven VGK players had uh, two-point games, which is really big. Again, it's a good way to get healthy. We felt that there would be open ice in this game, and we felt as though VGK could score goals. And uh, we're going to talk in a minute here about can they continue to do this moving forward. Uh, But talk about Aiden Hill and how he was yesterday. And, and is, is he is he going unnoticed? Because we'll talk about more about the goaltending situation in our third segment this morning. But he's pretty much an unsung hero when you look at, you know, his statistics and how well he stood up in that. Yeah, no doubt. I want to look up his actually stats right now here. But so Aiden Hill, again, back to the, the save on the breakaway. 
if that changes, that's a two, that's a two, two game all of a sudden. Yeah. So that's change the complexion. Yeah. And maybe we're we're talking a much different tune this morning where VGK just squeaks by or God forbid they would have lost that game. So Aiden Hill is now 12 and five folks. So a lot of people that were throwing shade on at Aiden Hill, you know, talk about his save percentage and everything. He's 12 and five. Don't overthink things when you have a 12 on 12 and five goalie. And then obviously we have a new situation with our goalies. We'll talk more about that more about that later, but is Aiden Hill going unnoticed? Um, I don't know if it's possible ever since uh, the Mark Andre flurry, bloody sword situation for a goalie to go unnoticed in, uh, in the city of Las Vegas at a T-Mobile arena. Okay. Uh, coming up next, the golden Knights are scoring a ton of goals here. Their first three games uh, after the break, five, five and seven goals is what they've scored after that January that dry January drought. Um, we'll talk about whether or not we feel this is attributed to a soft schedule, or is this VGK team returning to form? Stay with us. We'll return with more after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Our next partner has a product that we literally use each and every day. We take Athletic Greens because we pretty much don't have time, and it's pretty good to have a supplement that actually tastes great. So now for the past few months, myself and Chris, we really like it because it doesn't taste super healthy. It has a mild tropical taste, and we look forward, all of us do, to taking it each and every morning. And, of course, you just get one big scoop in the morning of Athletic Greens, and you absorb those 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And uh, I personally consume it again. Don't have time. It's good for digestion. It's good for sleeping as well. And uh, please make sure that you check it out. It's lifestyle friendly, uh, no matter what your dietary needs are. And definitely make sure that you understand the importance of multivitamins, taking them each and every day. And it costs you less than $3 a day. And you're investing in your health. And it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. Uh, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended everywhere. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. I don't drink or anything like that, but I definitely feel hungover from Super Bowl weekend. I just that thing. I don't know. All those people here. Uh, they're going to fix the field here, okay? We're gonna, we talk about bad ice. We're going to have to have a, a field here in Vegas that is not slick, okay? They're going to have to make sure of that. For next year's Super Bowl. How does that happen for like the that was biggest bad. game in the world in the biggest stage? Like how and this isn't the first time we've seen stuff like this. Remember, they had to actually postpone the Hall of Fame game a few years ago in Ohio. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I get fine, whatever. That's a game no one no one cares about. But how does that happen on like I, I just don't understand how something like that gets on a big get, stage? I don't understand. And, yeah. And in Arizona, what's what's frightening is that. They have the same kind of field that's outside. It's on a tray, and then they slide it in inside into the uh, venue. 
And so I'm just hoping that it isn't that way. It was the paint, year. whatever kind of paint they used. Yeah, it was different paint. or something. I don't know. It's just yeah, yeah. You have to make dumb. sure that's absolutely. I mean, change, you just stole my what the cleats. Friday, Tony. Thanks. Okay, they had to change their cleats as well. So, but we yeah, had they were out there with um too. with uh with six inch uh six inch tubs by the time the game was over. Man, that was bad. Uh, welcome back, by the way, everyone. And hope you had a great weekend as well. Thanks for making us your first listen. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. How did the ticket giveaway go last week? It went real well. Um, I, The gentleman who won Merce Art, he had a weird name, but his, his name is like a bunch of swords and stuff. But uh, he put up a lot of pictures, said he was taking his son to the game. And uh, they had a, they had a great time. I never made it down there to say hello. We uh, stood up in the cheap seats and had a, had a good old time up there counting all the goals and tallying them all off. Yeah, he's a good follow, too, because he does a lot of uh, he's really good with the artwork and stuff. And he definitely has some funny uh, pictures up on his Twitter, uh, Twitter, Twitter. OK, this Twitter said on his tweets is what I was trying to say. I got hung up. I slipped on the field. OK, so VGK, five, five and seven goals. First three games out of the shoot. Is this for real? Again, they had issues scoring right before the break. And now. They're starting to pile it on. Is this because this is an improved team after the break? Everyone healed up? Or or is this something that, you know, they're playing a soft schedule? I mean, listen, you're not going to erase 35 games approximately of suckage in three games against suckage. three. Not Now, Nashville should have had a better fight. Um, whether VGK was that much better or Nashville was that much worse, either way, it doesn't matter. V, VGK did a good job against a Nashville team we thought was going to be better. Minnesota's been having a little bit of trouble, but, you know, you thought maybe you get a little more out of them. Marc-Andre Fleury didn't have a good game at all. And then, obviously, uh, Anaheim is Anaheim, but Anaheim stood, hung out longer in that game than I honestly thought they would. So, again, do you erase the last 35 games in three? No. I'm not going to get that excited. Now, is it exciting what's happening? Is it good that they won three games? Is it good that they're putting up five and seven goals? Sure, it's it's absolutely awesome. We should probably do the same thing on Thursday against San Jose, hopefully. The test is going to be on Saturday when Tampa comes to town. We got three teams that gave us so much ice in the neutral zone. That's where VGK is very, very deadly. Again, East, East uh, Eastern Conference team, a little more of that uh, muddy up the neutral zone. Let's see how things go against Tampa on Saturday. They all got to put up four or five goals to make me feel good about their scoring output, but you got to win that game. And obviously you got to take care of business Thursday at home. So are the VGK back? Should we celebrate? Are we lifting the Stanley cup in a couple of months? Relax, everybody relax. It's a good start. Enjoy the ride. We got a few more games to get through and then we're going to see what McCrimmon's going to do. Yeah. And definitely start to continue to stack and pile up those points, which is more important, I think than anything else than scoring all those goals. But it is nice to see VGK get out of the funk and to be able to score. That's a great start. 17 to 4 in the last freaking three. Funk. Yeah, the freaking funk. Uh, Nashville, the Wild, and the Ducks, 17 to 4. Uh, what clicked uh, before earlier this season that maybe perhaps you see starting to click now? The neutral zone play. I mean, that certainly a start. Um, the, one of the first things I noticed was how fast this team got up and down the ice in that first or second breakout pass. And that's definitely clicking again now, obviously. And, and part of that is systematic. Part of that is just playing teams that don't protect the neutral zone the same way that teams from the East do. 
what's clicking beyond that. I mean, listen, this, there's a lot of goal scoring on this team. Cassidy said it. There's a history of scoring in this room. Eventually, the pucks would start going in. What, what I find real interesting right now is now we have 10 players with 10 goals or more. That right. is absolutely remarkable. And while it felt like the depth of this team was certainly tested a little bit during all the injuries in, in the mid-35 games, look what's happening right now. The depth is also on full display. I mean, Will Carey is going to score 20 goals this season. Paul Cotter, I absolutely loved that Shea Theodore goal. I saw that happening in slow motion. I literally um, was sitting right behind uh, my dad and my buddy Chris, and I said, one time that, right beforehand, and boom, right in the top shelf. That was an absolute. I loved every bit of that goal. That was so much fun to watch. And really fast here, I was watch- we, we went up in Hyde Lounge for a little bit. The first time the triangles were open for general admission. So me and Chris walked up there, and we actually were looking on the side where you could see press row. And the gentleman, I don't have his name off the top of my head, that does the ESPN Deportes feed. He was wearing, and forgive me, I don't know what these are called, but like the wrestling masks, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. And he was wearing that while he was doing the broadcast. The, lucha, I put, the luchador mask. There you go. I Forgive me. I don't I don't know what that is, but yes. I, I, you wore I, a luchador no. mask calling the game? Yeah, he did. It, I put awesome. it on our Twitter, Tony. It's on our oh. Twitter. Okay, I, I did about thirty seconds of him film of him calling the game and went down to the ice to show the ice level and stuff. It was I thought that was so cool. I thought that was that's awesome cool. That is fun. And uh, Hyde up there is really fun. That's a good spot. It, it's a great I spot. It really is. Tommy fans. really takes care of everybody up there, and uh, the two you know Tommy the too. Stuff. Tommy's a good dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tommy's a great guy. Uh, that's my connect up there, man. Don't hey on the download. Don't be throwing out names. People are gonna tell them they're gonna go up there. For the hookup, man. Uh, okay, so they needed the break. VGK. Tell them Tony sent you. <laughs> yeah, Tommy. Poor Tommy. Uh, okay, so VGK, one thing that we do understand is that they definitely needed the break. The break helped them because there was a team in disarray, and if that had continued, I, I don't care who they played, things might have continued to spiral. We'd really be talking did. about selling right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when does your guy McCrimmon, when does he pull the trigger on a deal? We've heard a lot of trade rumors this Yesterday. weekend. Okay. Um, <laughs> something that was under. And you saw him up. Oh, man. It's so like, he was at the Henderson game on Saturday. He's like the Pope. They're like the Pope up there. And they're just like, you know, waving the fans. Come on, man. I don't think he the waves crowd. the fans. I don't think fans wave to him either, to be honest. Um, okay. One thing that was interesting, I didn't really catch this until like, well, I, I caught it, but I didn't put two and two together. Korzak, I think, was a healthy scratch on Saturday in Henderson. Interesting. That's huh. I, that is somewhat interesting because that obviously, as far as trade pieces go, that's one of our probably top two or three tradable pieces down at the Henderson level. Someone who right now can contribute at the NHL level. So we'll have we'll to see if uh, there's something going on with that, or if they just players in the AHL do get more rest time depending on the situation, bumps and bruises and such like that, too. So maybe there was more to it. I wasn't on the media side of the game on Saturday, so I didn't have all the information that I would normally have had. But point being that there's, you know, the question was about McCrimmon. When does he pull the trigger? If our top prospect is sitting games right now, or one Good of catch. our top defensive prospects, he's cooking. Interest, he's interest. cooking right now. Yeah, he's definitely uh, one of the names that's been mentioned a ton. It looks as though Jacob Chikrin's going to the Kings, I think. Uh, there was some talk and a lot of rumors going around. Of course, they're going to be flying here for the next couple of weeks. But uh, Chikrin for Alec Martinez, perhaps that was in the works. Who knows? Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly uh, from uh, all of the uh, the 
rumors that we're hearing out of St. Louis, um, Alex Petrangelo is trying to recruit him to come here to Las Vegas. So maybe McCrimmon doesn't have to pull the trigger. Maybe one of his players will do it for him. What does Ryan O'Reilly even do? Do you have his stats offhand or no? I don't have his stats. I'll have it in a second. I mean, listen, it's it's very weird right now with um, with everything that's happening, because even though there's so many big names out there, and this is the reference that I made on on Fridays or Thursdays show, there are so there's so much high price talent out there right now, but high price greater than their talent level right now, as far as what the output is. Ryan O'Reilly, okay, only 38 games played, so. He's missed about between 10 and 15 games, 6 and 17. Uh, he's basically, you can pencil him for between 55 and like 65 points a year is what you can expect out of him. But he also came in the league in 2009, 2010. So, you know, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly, is that is that someone that we even want to consider at a $6 million cap hit? Um, H-E double hockey sticks. No, like no. I don't, I don't see the even Tarasenko, awesome player. Was he worth what New York paid? Maybe, maybe not. Is oh Patrick no, New Keaton? York won. New York won that deal. New man. York did win that deal, but let's see what, what let's see what Tarasenko does in the out in the end. But the point being is that also did set the market a little bit, and I think that's probably going to be the best deal that was out there. I don't think Patrick Kane goes for that. And really fast, I want to hit on that. Patrick Kane is, was saying he was upset about the Ranger deal happening. Like that was uh-huh. one of the one of his. I don't understand how Patrick Kane can say they're going to wait till closer to the deadline to make a decision, right? And then all of a sudden start chirping that he wasn't the happiest about. Like I don't. You can't have it both ways. Like if you want to be traded, tell the Blackhawks trade me right blanking now and hang up the phone like in Slapshot. Otherwise, keep your mouth shut and let things play out the way you want them to play out. But back to what's out there right now. There's a lot of players that cost a lot more than what they're worth. I think the only exception to that might be Timo Meyer that pencils really well from. He's a, not coming here. They're not going to trade with VGK. Come on. I don't know. I mean, if it's in their best interest, I honestly don't think I. I don't. I don't put as much as much uh, weight into that. I don't know. Okay. I mean, right, fifty-one come- points, fifty-four games, minus fifteen. Who cares? Um, 76, 66. I mean, he's on pace for, you know, like probably possibly his career best, but just coming into the prime of his career, or at least right in the middle of it. I mean, you know, Timo Meyer, if there's a way to like, that's where you throw the Alec Martinez wrenching or something like that and find a way to free up that money to hold on to someone like Timo Meyer passed, but San Jose won't give permission to teams to talk to him about an extension. So that's, that's another unfortunate side of all this right now. Yeah, a lot happening behind the scenes, of course. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on any of the rumors, anything that goes down uh, right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. When we return, we'll talk about the goalie situation as Laurent Brossois was called up this past week, and we'll get into all that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book because... New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores to the threes that are drained in games. 
again, you can check it out, and it's a lot of fun. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-day, same-game parlay, I should say. Uh, so don't miss out on your chance to get the no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official partner, sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And uh, Chris, that one prop bet that I talked about last week, Jack Eichel, shots on goal versus field goals was a tie. It was a push, man. I bet that one. And the other one that I bet, I took Anaheim plus Vegas Golden Knights goals. Minus one and a half number of sacks in the game. Ooh. <laughs> I thought there's only going to be three or four sacks in that game. You got an over-under of six and a half. Like, that felt like uh, an easy one. Um, I parlayed the puck line with the money line for the Chiefs. In-game, I, I pulled the trigger on over 63 and a half. And then at the half, I, I went all in on the account, so to speak, um, at a KC minus three for the second half. So we uh, we swept the board. We swept the board, Tony. Wow, that's pretty good. There was also a prop uh, downtown. Uh, again, I was at Circa all weekend long, and that was a blast. And thank you to everyone, to Derek Stevens, the entire crew down there, because it was so much fun. But uh, one, of the bets, party. one of the bets of the yeah, stadium swim was off the hook. Uh, one of the bets they had on the board there, one of the props was, to score first, okay? Like, so it was Anaheim and VGK or the Super Bowl game. And, like, what, less than three minutes in, uh, we had the Cotter goal. And then uh, on the Super Bowl game, it wasn't much longer than that. It was about four minutes or five minutes in. So, That's in any fun. event, That's yeah, fun. that was kind of fun to watch. But Cotter uh, uh, saved the day, folks. Speaking about saving the day, Aiden Hill saved the day for VGK. Good segue. Uh, good and- segue. Good segue came out of nowhere and as does most of our as does most of our show right 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 i deserve some props because it props in the another direction because it. it is monday right okay so laurent brossois called up this past week late in the week last week uh he takes logan thompson's roster spot lt as you mentioned to me last week now listed as week to week and so we said that this could signal depending on who they brought up from the American, it could signal who uh, the extent of the injury perhaps for Logan Thompson. And so this could be something that's long-term and you have to believe it is. Laurent Brossois, does he get uh, the next start against San Jose? I don't know. Honestly, it's tough because then you're talking about almost a full week going by where Aiden Hill doesn't get the starts. So, I mean, looking at the schedule, like there are, you could definitely pencil in, Possibly this Thursday, Brassois, the following Tuesday in Chicago, Brassois, and then maybe Monday, the 27th, after the Calgary, Calgary, and uh, Dallas Stars games in Vegas, maybe, maybe Brassois go, goes against Colorado on the road. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways they can do this. Like, there's a lot of soft targets on here San Jose, Chicago. Then we get to March, you got Montreal on the schedule, you got St. Louis and Philly back to back. He's obviously not starting both of those. You got Columbus and Vancouver back to back. 
Um, and then into April, you do have a back-to-back game, Minnesota and Nashville. So, I mean, there, there's a path for Brassois to easily get, you know, of these last 28 games or something like that. There's definitely a good six games you're going to pencil in. Now, it's not going to be a 22-6 to six split, I don't think. I really think uh, you're going to get a lot more Brassois out there. And, you know, Aiden Hill is a backup goalie. Brassois is a backup goalie. So they need to play that type of role while LT, whatever his situation is. So let's read between the lines. He's week to week. Week to week, in my opinion, is anywhere from three weeks to a month and a half. Shea Theodore was week to week, and he missed about a month and a half of of play. Again, not maybe the same injury, but just giving you an example of what week to week can actually mean. Bruce Cassidy scoffed at the idea that the season, regular season, that is is over for Logan Thompson as well. So if I had to guess, we're looking at probably a calendar month or so for Logan to go down. So let's just basically call it from, from right now, the 13th, I would say sometime around mid March, you know, April 1st, maybe at the latest for, for um, LT to come back, which will be a complicated situation because the trade deadline will have passed. Now we'll have an extra player on the roster I have no idea what McCrimmon has up his sleeve to uh, to cook around that, but mark mark my words, they're they're cooking in the lab at City National right now, figuring that out as we speak. Okay, okay, so so yes, uh, we have Logan Thompson. He does come back regular season. Uh, can you put Brossois? You can't put a player who's not injured on injured reserve. That's the one thing I don't understand. What do they do? What do they do in that situation? I mean, do they wave him again? Like, I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to wave him, right? Or, yeah. We are, we've also mentioned, doesn't Logan, unless there's something weird with Logan Thompson's contracts, he played so right. many games at the national level. No, I think he can, can still they, go down to the American. I think he can. But doesn't something happen when the trade, there's something with the trade deadline okay. where that, oh, no, okay, that has to do with a player can play in the AHL playoffs because we talked about that last season. Could Logan Thompson possibly help out the Silver Knights in the playoffs? The answer was no because of where he was on the roster. So, I don't there's so much weird stuff happening right now. Is yeah. there a path to having three goalies on the roster? Nah, I don't know about that. Who knows? I don't know. No, I don't know. And, it's never a dull, yeah. no, never a dull moment, in Vegas, Tony. Never a dull moment. And so, correct me if I'm wrong, but VGK officially put placed mark stone on injured reserve ir not ltir which IR, right yeah, i wonder yeah. what the reasoning is for that i actually uh sent a uh, cap friendly a, a tweet about that asking if they if there was you know anything yet and or what I why they that, would is there a benefit to going ir and then ltir i sent them something about a year ago and said hey i've got a question about and the guy just sits me back and they're nice and everything but they're like we have a full we have full time jobs. We can't like really dig into that. That's what they said. They don't uh, respond. Okay. Um, okay. So the current cap space for VGK four thousand. I'm looking at cap friendly right now four thousand one hundred sixty six dollars. You too. Yeah, and the yeah. roster size twenty three to twenty three, which is why the the Mark Stone move had to happen. We do have two free roster spots overall, as far as with the AHL and NHL. But we were we are maxed out right now at the NHL level until, well, even still, if 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 Mark Stone goes to LTIR, we'll we'll still be at twenty three of twenty three. So something will have to happen with 
one of the players on the NHL roster. I mean, is, is Miram, what's Miramanoff right now? Is he? Uh, no idea, right? He just well, I know what his injury is. I mean, we know he's injured, but let's see. So LTIR right now, the only LTIR is Shea Weber, Robin Leonard, <laughs> and Nolan Patrick. And that's it. Miramanoff and Ben Hutton both are still on the active roster. Miramanoff looks like he has the ability to be sent down. So that's at least a, that's at least a good thing. So when we do make some type of move, that's obviously the play. But as far as our forwards go, like we have 12 forwards on the roster right now. We have eight defensemen. Ben Hutton is not on a two-way contract, I don't believe. So Miramanoff is the one that probably gets sent down to create a roster spot. And also Logan Thompson. I mean, Logan Thompson's not even on IR right now. No. And, and okay, are all of these games, literally, uh, everything in the shuffling, will this come back to burn VGK like it did perhaps a season ago? I mean, listen, we haven't had to play 17 skaters yet this season. We and, haven't had to dress seven defensemen or five defense, defensemen yeah. yet this season. So, it's, you know, it as happen? of now, McCrimmon it's is running happen, a clean right? show. He's got okay. a clean show right now. Okay. But I'm just concerned down the stretch that a lot of this maneuvering, because sometimes, as we've seen in the past, McCrimmon, front office, believe they're the smartest people in the room. And I'm just being honest and blunt. And so I'm just concerned down the stretch that a lot of this maneuvering, they try to try to outdo themselves, just get to the basics and take care of biz. This season, it's it, this season, though, I think it's more or less just the hand that they're dealt. Right. I mean, last season, it felt like they could have gotten ahead of this a little bit better this season. That just keeps coming at weird times. And on your on our 22, 23 bingo calendar, no one had Logan Thompson suffering whatever type of injury he did in this situation right as the team is getting back to full health and shout out to the defense right now first game since thanksgiving the defense is fully healthy zach whitecloud makes the return and all of a sudden it's all working and also shout out to Braden mcnab for just absolutely crushing zegress zegress was the target last night tony like paul oh. cotter was the target in other games zegress yeah. was the target they wanted to they wanted to hurt zegress last night in a fair manner but they wanted to hurt him yeah, that's interesting, right? Did. How does they did. he became he became the bad boy suddenly of the uh, NHL? He's been a little cocky. He's he's gonna oh, get he's punched cocky. in the face a few more times right now <laughs> until he shuts up. He's the he's the new guard, and of course those veterans just don't like the way he's playing the game. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, tomorrow, of course, uh, we'll be talking more about VGK with everything happening, transpiring as the deadline uh, trade deadline looms and. We'll keep, of course, our eyes to uh, everything. That's uh, VGK, night to, night to remember tonight, also at Resorts World. Um, going. I think I'm going. I'm waiting for my official email to come back, but I think I'm going to go on the media side. I've I've attended the first couple of these on the fan side, and uh, ooh, it's a, it was a fun time. It's been a it's a fun time. The players do let loose a little bit. You can, uh, you know, cheers the players with your favorite beverage. They'll, they'll probably have their favorite beverage. They got a, a few days off in between, so this is a night uh, – I'm guessing practice tomorrow doesn't start at 11:30. It probably gets backed up a little bit as well. But <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully, I'm going tonight, and uh, it's a fun time. I mean, if you got you got 500 burn a hole in your pocket, folks, go on the VGK website, grab a ticket. You'll never get this type of up close and personal interactions, and you know it's money well spent, in my opinion. All right. Do I have to start our show a little bit later tomorrow, Chris? No. Okay. We thank everyone for tuning Actually, in. earlier, I got I to gotta work. I was going to hit you on the side. You probably got to report about 6.30 tomorrow. <laughs> okay, we're all good. I'm in. <laughs> I'll do anything here to get this show going. And we appreciate everyone tuning in. 
Thanks for making us your first listen. Please make sure that you go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow morning right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.